0: Presents SCP. Dangle Podcast with your hosts, Steve Dangle
1: and Adam Wild. I want to apologize to anybody that listened to last episode and drove over a bridge afterwards, especially if you're an American listener. Or who had to use cookware <laughs> and ponder it for 20 minutes. Oh my god. All right. All right, we got it. We got to take a break from the from the in deep in depth questions. I think we were in depth questions. By the way, the DJ. in depth, the in deep well, That's that's probably why, because I'm too stupid to,
2: to to comprehend. Did you guys see that somebody asked Elliot Friedman the synchronized swimmer question? They asked him he- <laughs> <laughs> Did he answer it? What, what's the question again? For anybody that might have missed it. Um, if, it, if one person in a synchronized swimming team dies in a pool, do the rest of them have to die as well? <laughs> and someone asked them that on the Reddit page. The best part of that, that
3: question is have to. <laughs> yeah, have to. It's part of the routine. Yeah, that was brilliant, uh, what Elliot Friedman did yesterday. He did an AMA on Reddit. That's an Ask Me Anything. And uh, holy smokes, there were 1,300 comments on the thread when I last checked wow. it. Wow.
1: <laughs> well, he dropped a, He dropped a fun, a couple fun little tidbits. So should we start with the <laughs> in a week full of tidbits. In, in a week yeah. full of tidbits, I want to talk about the thing that he mentioned, but I feel like we should talk about what's actually happened first. Yes. Okay. Yes. So, good idea. Uh, you know, a little later on in the show, we'll talk about the Canucks and the Flames. But right now because we're a Leafs podcast, first and foremost, primarily. Kind of. Well, Find
3: and it. and they're they're the talk of the town. They're the talk of the hockey world, frankly. They so, are. They're going to it's it's the trade deadline week, and they're going to be making uh, the most moves.
1: Yeah. Yeah, talk of the town. Sorry. So let's talk about um, Colin Smith and Colorado's fourth round pick this year. Massive going to <laughs> Toronto, obviously for Sean Mathias, which kind of happened, and it was interesting for as far as trades go in Toronto. This is probably like even Brett Lebda made more in like more of a of a, an impact than Sean Mathias leaving. Well,
3: holy smokes! Someone, I think it was Steve Birch. Uh, went down the butterfly, effect, uh, the butterfly effect of signing Brett Lebda. Holy smokes, the Leafs! It's it's like that that kid who sold a paperclip on eBay and he turned it into like a house. Yeah, <laughs> down the line, that is basically what the Leafs have done with Brett Lebda. But um, yeah, poor th- Sean Mathias. It's it seemed like one of those stories that could have been cool, could have been you know a hometown boy coming home, been good with the Leafs. Uh, I remember hearing somewhere he wanted a multi year deal. Leafs are like, no, we're only going to give you one. Oh, well, if he plays well, we can get a second rounder for him. Nah,
1: nah, not so much. But they did get Colin Smith, so they get a fourth fourth rounder, which can, if you're intelligent enough. I mean, was Reimer not a fourth round pick? Uh, third or fourth? Yeah, yeah. So you know that the, just a pick in general at this point for the Leafs is great. And and by the way, I believe they are uh, going to now tie like the Islanders and the Florida Panthers for most draft picks in one. In one particular year in history. In
3: in one draft, since the draft went down to seven rounds, because it used to be just ridiculous. Nine rounds, uh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Twelve.
1: Oh, Uh, wow, yeah. I think
3: Tim Thomas was like a 12th round pick (laughs) or something like that. In 1994, the Quebec Nordics. Um, But uh, yeah, they're one pick away still. Just one pick away but
1: they are who knows by the time this podcast goes up maybe they won't be. well that's the thing they seem to be making moves fast and furious what does what do we know about Colin Smith because there's I think a little bit more there that meets the eye with him
3: yeah I was looking into it uh, he's a he's a pretty small guy um, he was a 7th round pick I want to say in 2012 it was just a few years ago for the Avalanche um, he's uh, a hair under 180 pounds so you know he's a small guy for a professional hockey player or whatever But third on his AHL team in scoring, and that AHL team not very good. San Antonio Rampage, I think. I
1: think so. Yeah,
3: doesn't matter that the Colorado Avalanche's AHL affiliate, whatever that affiliate happens to be, he was
1: third. Wiltzberry. No, that's the Penguins. That is the Penguins. Okay, all right. Yeah,
3: and forgive me, it changes every six months. Yeah, exactly. AHL, but uh, uh, Colin Smith. He, uh, you know, I looked at that team and I looked at how they score and how they're doing in the standings. Not well. And I just look at the Marlies and I go, well, I wonder what he could do there. I wonder what he could do with that team. And I wonder if, because they have him now, he joins the Marlies and someone a little older, let's say a 24-year-old Jeremy Morin, gets a shot in the NHL. Right. So he, to me, is the is just as interesting, maybe even more than the fourth round pick.
1: Really? Okay. Yeah. Well, in, in 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 any case, it's so funny to see an NHL trade that beefs up the AHL squad that's mm. making a run. Like it <laughs> makes what so it was. I mean,
3: it makes sense. I mean, they're gonna as as much as I have said, you know, over the past weeks and months, I really hope they don't call up too many Marlies because I want them focused on the goal. Let's let's face it. The goal is for them to make the NHL, right? Um, and the Leafs are just shedding too much They're getting rid of too many people For them to, you know You can't just keep throwing out Colin Greening And Milan Mahalik if he ever comes back And Brian Bickle if they acquire him You can't just You couldn't fill a whole team with that And, and still maintain your pride and integrity Right, um, You're going to have to go a little young Leipzig got a call up Percy got a call up They're playing tonight Yeah, I would expect Zach Hyman would be next Um, up front anyway, um, you gotta go young. You gotta beef up that, that AHL squad.
1: So, I mean, if, if the Leafs had made a, had made this trade and it was a fourth and a seventh for Matthias, would you have been any different about how you feel about it? Uh,
3: yeah, probably wouldn't have been as enthused. I put, a lot of people are treating this like a nothing trade. Um, I, th- I think if you get a guy who can score in the minors as well as Colin Smith is for a seventh rounder, I'd, I'd say that's a fair it's deal. Better, better than most sevenths
2: turn right. out, right? They also just need people to skate on the ice. Like they can't just keep trading away guys and have no one playing. Yeah.
3: So and the, and is,
1: is Colin Smith not a guy that could come up? Maybe. Because their investment is basically minimal.
3: I would argue that, well, that that is true. Their investment is minimal. I think his contract is up. He would be an RFA, though, if I'm right. not mistaken. Yeah. Their their investment is minimal. I would argue that there are other guys in the Marleys that deserve it more.
1: Right. Yeah. Okay. I was
3: actually about to say, hey, why not call up Matt Fratton? But they can't do that anymore. Even though he's on the Marleys, they can't call him up because yeah. he's technically
1: not a Leaf. And they can't call up Rafi Torres because he's staying with San Jose, which brings us to our next trade. Boy, what, <laughs> what an indictment on Raffy Torres. So the Leafs get... Rafi Torres' contract, <laughs> but yeah. not him, uh, and two San Jose seconds. So next year's second round and the year after. this. None of this affects 2016. I know there are some people getting the years kind of confused. It yeah. is the next two years, which basically takes care of the Mike Babcock, Lou Lamorello third rounders that they had to give up.
3: I was just about to say, it takes care of them and upgrades on them.
1: <laughs> so, yeah. So next year, the Leafs don't have a third. Oh. But they have three seconds, <laughs> which is okay. Which is kind of what they drafted this year, anyway. They traded down twice, didn't they? And didn't they draft? I lost three track. Times?
3: I lost track. They at after least had two. We had
1: we had Dermot, and we had I forget. But you know what I mean. Like it was one of those Bracco, circles. Bracco. Uh, it was yeah. It was really hard to keep track for sure. Because right around that second, the end of the second round, beginning of the third, there was a couple trades there that kind of wow. That was a lot. They they turned. They're like, Load them up! Um, and then, obviously, San Jose gets Roman Polak and Nick Spalling. To be honest with you, I mean, we knew we knew Roman Polak was going. And even Mike Babcock said afterwards, he said, well, I mean, this doesn't make it easy on a personal level, but we knew this was going to happen. Yeah,
3: yeah. and and some people took offense to what Polak said. He's, you know, it's it's going to be nice playing games that
1: matter. Hmm. Let's not pretend like we don't know what he's talking about. Come what, on, everybody! What are you? What would they be offended? What could you possibly be offended about? Yeah, like the Leafs were not going to be good this year.
3: Like when Vesnitskis a, f- a few years ago said he wanted to wash the blue and white out of his pads or whatever, you could tell that that was something a little deeper. This, I mean, Polak was—he's
1: on the last place team in the league. guys. He, he washed the skill <laughs> right out of his pads. I think Is Vesnitskis still playing anywhere?
3: Well, I, I apparently Team Finland also wears blue and white. There, but anyway, oh, that is many no. years, many many years in the past. I'm still bitter. I'm not.
1: <laughs> See ya. <laughs> oh, no, I'm just bitter that they got him in the first place. Yeah, right, well, that's that's fair. Speaking but, of the Sharks. Tell us Okay, this so this is a little bit of payback. So Rafi Torres, we've loaned we've loaned Raffy Torres back to the Sharks.
3: Uh yes, so he will play for their AHL team the uh, Barracudas.
1: So what? Is this okay? Is it because I mean the Leafs have what 48 contracts out of 50, like I 47. Think, okay. So that's a lot. Yeah. So is it that they didn't want to—does that count? Does Rafi Torres' contract count as a roster spot? Because yeah. I don't think it does if you loan them,
3: right? Yeah, that I was confused about, too, because with when the Leafs traded Fratton to the Sens, I was under the impression that—it's weird. He's staying in the same spot, but his roster spot belongs to the Senators. So I am under the impression that the Leafs inherited Rafi Torres' roster okay. spot. Okay, okay. I may be wrong. Now I don't think so.
1: Do you loan Rafi Torres back to the Sharks because you just don't need him on your AHL team or and you don't need him on the NHL team? Is he a bad influence or is it just that you just don't need him? Could be a combination of all of them, and
3: yeah, you don't need
1: him. Like I think
3: it was the Leafs going, let's not pretend like we don't know exactly why we are taking Rafi Torres back. We're taking him to sweeten the pot and get two seconds. I thought Polak was worth a second, one second, maybe a later round pick. All the insiders kept saying, "Oh yeah, Polak's stock is so high, so high." I'm like, "Sweet, sick." I didn't think it was that high. And so, what's Nick Spalling for?
1: Well, are, that's what, that's the thing. Is How that is Nick the other Spalling? second?
3: No, no. He's. I mean, could you get for Nick Spalling what you got for Sean Mathias? No. Could you get one of the two things that you get that you got for Sean Mathias? Could you get a fourth or Colin Smith? Probably.
1: I'm. <laughs> you don't, don't think you can know, get a fourth man. for Nick Spauling? Maybe. But why, okay, He's got the, one goal. <laughs> then what's $2 million, Is Is $2 million worth a second round pick? Because that's what Rafi Torres is getting paid. And by the way, they didn't pay 41 games worth of his salary because remember, he was oh, suspended. Right. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to
3: figure no, out. No, they didn't pay that salary, but it was against the cap.
1: It was against the cap. So, I mean, I guess to take on Polak, they just needed to get rid of it. But what I can't figure out, and this is great for the Leafs, I can't figure out where this second second rounder comes from. I don't understand.
3: Well, I'm try- just off the top of my head, Polak, I think, was a 2 point something. Jesse, you on that? Mm-hmm. I, th- I think 2.7. And Spalding, I want to say, was 2.2. 2. This is, of course, all pro-rated. Polak, 2.75. There you go. And Spalding, 2.2 or just 2? Spalding, 2.2.
1: 2.2. So um, that's 5 million bucks for the salary.
3: So with Torres, you're kind of canceling out one of them.
1: But still... Where's that second round? Where's the second second pick coming from?
3: Well, the other theory there is teams still really value size and toughness and a defenseman with
1: a right handed shot, and People they don't want to give up a first round. But I know a like, couple that, seconds. Another
3: funny thing, like, hey, give us a first rounder. Whoa, whoa, whoa! You're crazy. Here's two seconds. <laughs> here's Ryan O'Reilly twice. It, like that is what you could potentially here's be P.K. giving Zubin up. Twice. Here's PK Subban. Here's Duncan
1: Keith twice. <laughs> Right, like teams really do lose their mind at the trade deadline. It's hilarious. I love it. I love it. San Jose must really believe in their chances too. Well, here's the thing: they are going to make the playoffs this year. Sure, they're they're, and it's and a weekend. It's a weekend race. Arguably,
3: oh, they better thank their lucky stars they're in the division they're in because I think last I checked they had 67 points. The last two wild card teams are like one or two points behind them, max. But because they take up the third spot in the Pacific, all that matters is another Pacific team. And I think the closest one to them is the Coyotes, who are seven points back. It's hilarious. The Sharks are solid. They're fine. Now, with the way the new playoff format is, all you got to do is make it out of your division. And all of a sudden, you're in the conference final. <laughs>
2: Yeah. So to correct everything you said, they have sixty-nine points, and behind them is Arizona, who has sixty and they're nine points behind. So to correct <laughs> everything,
3: no. So the Sharks so won even- last night.
2: That's what I missed. Okay, Okay. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. to support Stevie. In the
3: afternoon, Jesse. But no, you're (laughs) right. I was right. So, can you imagine the the the
1: paragraphs of correction on Reddit? (laughs) (laughs) Had Jesse not corrected you? Oh my God, there would have been there would have been an uh, an entire diatribe about how wrong you are.
3: Would have started with I don't usually listen,
0: but (laughs) (laughs) no, yeah. So that just
3: further supports it. Uh, They're nine points up on the next team that can knock them out of the playoffs. So they like their channel is because they should. Okay, they so, should. so they're, they're going to take on, odds are they're going to take on the Ducks. Should be an, a decent matchup.
1: They were ahead of the Ducks most of the season because the Ducks were in like last place. So let's throw this one. I'm going to throw some stuff at you. Mm. According to generalfanager.com, with the trade, the Leafs are now out from under long term injury relief. So if you look at their general manager page, that means they're not using any of the Nathan Horton or Stefan Robida money. They're now underneath that. Do you see what I mean? No, I'm not on. Un- uh, so, so okay. Stefan Robida, yes, and Nathan Horton's deals currently count towards the salary cap. Oh, uh, because they need to make the the floor. So they no need no to no have those no. As soon as you get so say they're say just say for instance for argument's sake that there's seven those two people are seven million dollars and it's about that seven eight million dollars right in that range. So yeah. that means the Leafs are now eight million dollars under the salary cap. From now until the end of the season. Okay. And so those contracts now do count against the salary cap, which means that they have $994,500 in cap space... But I, I checked with General Fanager directly, and he said you, you DM them. Yeah, he so, I, he's so great about I, getting back. I tweeted him actually, just oh, publicly, just, just public, oh, and okay. I said, so, so what? How much money do the Leafs actually have to spend because of the long-term injury relief? You can you can put those back on and off if you need to go up and I wonder down. If
3: he does phoners, we should get him on the show, guys. Brilliant.
1: <laughs> yeah. um, he said, okay, so with Leipzig and Percy recalled, the Leafs can bring on eight point zero nine nine million dollars in cap space at the deadline.
3: Which means there's going to be some including more finagling Horton. going on. They're
1: saying including including Thornton from or Horton from the uh, long term injury reserve. So that might even be more.
2: This is so complicated.
1: This is what you know. It's funny. Like, I know okay, they need to really to, make this simpler. Like, listen
3: to all the nonsense you just said. Right. <laughs> A lot of people have been uh, writing recently that Mark Hunter is the most important person in the lease rebuild, mm-hmm. and you know what? They might be right because you know you just load him up with draft picks, he can turn them into gold potentially. He's known as, like, the scout, just a rink rat, watches more live hockey than anybody else in the in the world. Whoever is managing that crap, whoever is managing the Leafs cap, and I believe it's Brandon Pridham, who I, I, I'm just going to buy him on sale Valentine's candy at this point. I talk about him so Seriously. much. Like, uh, who's watching all that? And remember before, it was Claude Lozell. <laughs> so Hold listen on. to everything you just said The Claude the, father The guy before was the Claude father <laughs> Looking at the flames and going What can I do for you on this, the day of my daughter's wedding <laughs> Truly you, now, ta-
1: you take this Joe Colborne the, is is the way this is going for the Leafs And I would just want to really put this in perspective i got to drive this one home The way it's going, this team may struggle to hit the, the cap floor next year The Leafs? Yeah No. You, you it know may it, it may. It, now. No, I'm not saying they won't not. I'm saying they I'm not saying they won't spend. Yeah. I'm just saying the way the contracts are, they literally are they're shedding a lot of money. A lot they, of money. They are shedding a lot of money. Plus the potential Jared Cowan buyout which would cost them negative $750,000.
3: Which is why maybe you don't buy Jared
1: Cowan. Cuz it might be a value to someone. You don't else. have
3: to. You don't have to. They, and this is the the brilliant thing. I um was going to talk about you know, I always think of like video ideas and stuff and I wanted to talk about, you know, the leaf's chances next year. You know, will they be competitive? Will they be dude? I have no idea because I you can't actually evaluate what the team is gonna
2: be next year. No, because
3: you have no idea who's gonna be on it. We no. have
2: eight guys currently signed to next
3: year. <laughs> that's hilarious.
1: <laughs> that is that's hilarious. That's not even two lines. No! no. Like, that's... The, Can I see that, Jesse, yeah. please? Can we... Okay, so it's Lufel, Van Riemsdyk, Bozak, Komarov. Ka- oh, my Loup. God. The Louvre doctor.
3: Oh, my... Okay, so up front right now, and this doesn't include injured guys, right? So we got Komarov, Colin Greening, Daniel Winnick. And Winnick might be gone, too, by the way. Yeah.
1: Yep, because he's got a very tradable deal. He's a valuable asset. Yeah.
3: Brennan Leipzig, who barely counts, right? Because he's a AHL call-up right now. And Byron Fraze. Who, I think his AHL days, at least in the Leafs organization, are probably over. On defense, you got Jake Gardner, Hunwick, uh, and Victor Louvre, Like you said,
1: and well, but look at the look at the injured reserve. The injured
3: reserve has eight people on it.
1: <laughs> I know it's crazy. <laughs> as so, much as our team, next so Luepke, Bozak, Van Riemsdyk. Uh,
3: uh, yeah, Horton, who obviously does not count. Joffrey Lupul, James Van Riemsdyk, Tyler Bozak, Milan Maholik, Jared Cowan. Stefan Robida, oh yeah, that little chestnut And Josh Levo, who by the way His contract is up at the end of the year Which means I don't know I wonder if Everybody with an expiring deal Is on the table to me Absolutely And that includes Josh Levo I don't care if he was an NHL All-Star And I don't care, you know that I, uh, I don't care like, The fact he's no an NHL
1: All-Star could mean he's valuable <laughs> I yes. mean, that's that's the like he could be a valuable throw into a trade to sweeten a pot. Oh,
3: now, oh, and we are forgetting one rather large chestnut. Uh, the only goalie signed is Bernier. Oh yeah, that guy. I believe the only two goalies signed are Bernier and I need to go look this up because Sparks needed needs a new deal. He's an RFA. Oh yeah, Antoine Bebeau.
1: <laughs> that's amazing. How you couldn't possibly judge what the Leafs are going to look like next year? But this is exactly what you want. You want to have as many open doors as possible, right? You want to be able to have as many options as possible. And and the, the leaves are kind of like and the, forgive me, I'm going to I'm going to Adam Wild comparison. Oh, this.
3: yes. Awesome. They are
1: like seaweed at the bottom of the ocean. They're going with the current. They're going whatever the current is. They're just going to react to it for the next season. Do you they know are anything about seaweed. Do you, have you ever seen seaweed at the bottom of the ocean? Kind of goes back and forth with the waves. <laughs> I,
3: yeah, I. That's I, not that abstract. That's I thought, not that abstract. Where, where I thought you good. were going with it is they're like seaweed at the bottom of the ocean. Uh, they only get the purest form of the sun's light, and they're actually really good for you. I learned that from uh, wow. Jamie Oliver. Yeah. I
1: wow! I watch too much Food Network. I think at home. you give me too much credit, sir. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought you were going to say something smart and profound. No, like wasn't. No. Uh, but I think I think the Leafs want to be as maneuverable as possible, and this kind of gives them that sort of flexibility. Uh, you've got now, um, I believe, Carl sure. Gunnarsson's contract Sorry. is coming off the books at the end of the season. It is.
3: Adam, can can I do a much dumber Steve Dangle
1: comparison? Sure, sure. <laughs>
3: They're like a blank Mr. Potato Head. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. The, the form is there. You just don't know how it's all gonna come together. The right? form
3: is barely there, yeah. but it's still there. It's there. And all the parts are neatly tucked away in the flap
2: at his bottom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's you never own a Mr. Potato
3: Head, Jesse. That's where
1: you keep it. It's,
3: it's where you keep it. Okay. The nose, the tongue, the glasses. Didn't
1: yep. need that uh, as <laughs> well. But yeah, with Gunnarson's deal coming off the books, that means the only the only salary they've retained is Phil Kessel, which means... Forever and ever, amen. Forever and ever, amen. Which means that a guy like Joffrey Lupul is far more movable. Now, you could, Way more. you could move Joffrey now and put him on the books, but the issue with that is that you're still... You can't retain on anybody else. Yeah. But the second Gunnarsson comes off, you can't. Right. So, so if someone wants Lupul badly enough,
2: just go and do it. Do we want Pittsburgh's draft pick this year or next year? Mm, this year, you don't you don't want to like what do we think
3: Pittsburgh's gonna be better? I
0: don't know.
3: Well, also, do the actually, Leafs give up something if if they don't make the playoffs this year? You got to read the goofy condition on that stupid. Oh, I don't pick. know.
2: I don't know. If the Penguins were to miss the postseason the next two years, Toronto would would receive twenty seventeen Pittsburgh second round pick, and Pittsburgh would not receive a draft pick. Mm. But what's what's if they only miss this year and they make it next year? Should Pittsburgh miss this year's playoffs, Toronto will instead receive 2017 first round pick. Oh,
3: I. Let's take this one.
1: Okay. Let's yeah, take just take it. Just take it. it. Yeah. Take it. I mean, I don't, I don't know. You'd have to also, ask a scout, I guess. If, if Pittsburgh is going to barely make the playoffs, then that's the best case scenario mm-hmm. for Toronto. Okay. Right? That's the higher pick. Mm-hmm. So, and I don't, honestly, you shoot me. I don't see Pittsburgh getting any better.
3: Which, by the way, I don't see the Sharks getting any better. Which is why I'm kind of down with having their second round picks for the next two years after this one.
1: True. Because Marlowe and Thornton
3: are... Older. Getting older. By the way, someone posted a stat. Since December 15th or something like that, Joe Thornton leads the league in scoring. Wow.
1: <laughs> I saw that. That's ridiculous. The fountain of youth. The fountain Amazing. of Joe. Um Hockey Hall of Famer I don't care what you say Couple, couple things Stefan Robida did talk To someone in the media What? Yeah And apparently All he said was No improvement on condition <laughs> He answered I, a couple questions But I that love, was basically I love Lou I love Lou so much. He said he he didn't say much. He didn't say what it was, but he said there's just been no improvement, and obviously the organization's going in the right direction. It'd be nice to be out there, but and I wonder, (laughs) I really, what What do the Leafs have on him to keep him on injury reserve? Six million dollars. No, but but they can't withhold it.
3: Oh. I don't know, man. It's a great question. It's a great. Like, question. How do you convince maybe, a maybe guy he's to do 38 that?
2: Thirty-eight, and he can't actually play hockey, but he wants his money. He's just gonna sit at home and play. Shell. You know, we do shell dog. <laughs> he's <laughs> drafting himself first <laughs> overall in the fantasy. <laughs> <draft>. Yeah, <laughs> Stefan Robida leading the Leafs to the Cup. Like, who knows how good his shell team is, and he yeah. wants to improve it. He's got, he's
1: got some wicked hut cards.
2: Exactly.
3: <laughs> exactly. That is. That has been the funny <laughs> part about playing NHL this season is the roster has Robida and Horton. I'm like, yeah. guys, come on. Horton is he playable? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and I played with. The guy who had Savard. I was like, come on. Mm-hmm. Come on. Well, you got to put him in the
2: game. Because there's no, you can't throw them on injured reserve in the game. So they yeah. are on your team.
3: You got to put him in the game. Come on, Adam. Don't, <laughs> don't give me that
1: look. This is goofy as hell. <laughs> it's a video
3: game. But no, we, we do joke that, oh yeah, Roby does hurt. No, man, the guy suffered two broken legs at his age. He's, he is kind of old and busted. Let's face it. Like mm-hmm. he, he had a long, hard hard career um he didn't take the easy route with his style of play like you might be hurt
1: yeah he might actually might maybe uh the is other he, thing is
3: he season done career done hurt I don't know about that, but there are rules and the Leafs are taking advantage of them. Bet
1: you 10 bucks he signs in Ottawa or Vancouver as soon as his contract's up with the ma- Leafs.
3: Oh. <laughs> One of the two. I would like to announce my Jim Benning person. Wait! <laughs> we need character! <laughs> we need, we need.
1: By the way, we're going to talk
3: about I'll give you Jake Furtanen for him. His contract's up.
0: Take Jake Furtanen! <laughs> Just take
3: him. He scores too much. <laughs> oh. Yeah, we have yeah. far too many other people <laughs> who score.
1: We have... Um, we'll get to that, by the way, later on in the show. We do need to talk about Jim Benning, LOL, because oh that that is that is now we now have to call him Jim Benning, LOL. Like it's like you know for some people it's like Steve Dangle, MD. It's Jim Benning. He is, he's he's le- earned his degree in LOL, and uh, <laughs> well, but we'll talk about that right now. Though we a little chestnut that Elliot Friedman dropped, and I thought this was. So brilliantly done Gangster nonchalantly Elliot Friedmanly Yeah he was like I'd be interested to see I spoke to Doug Armstrong Be interested to see Cadre In a St. Louis uniform Now he didn't say Doug Armstrong wanted Cadre He just said He'd be interested And that he spoke With Doug Armstrong He didn't make the connection You did And you by By you I mean Everybody that read it
3: it's funny because people have been like, you know, if the Leafs organization is so tight-lipped, where are all these rumors coming from? Yeah, they're probably just people making it up. <laughs> yeah, you're right. It's totally just people making it up, or the other like hundred plus NHL executives out there. Yeah, who can't tell you anything fast enough. Like, come on. Okay, so and it's, it's also a pretty obvious fit, actually. Is it why? Well, it's an obvious fit for St. Louis because oh, they are in perfect, perfect grocery shopping while hungry mode. They lost Alex Dean for I think a month, uh-huh. and last night I don't know how serious it is. Brian Elliott
1: got hurt. The L Dog.
3: Oh, yeah, and St. Louis, they are in perennial going oh. for it mode no matter how they do in the playoffs.
1: Gee whiz. Wouldn't a wouldn't a slightly used Rhymer and a very fresh Kadri look very good on that team? You know what would look even better at him? A Bernier. A slightly used Bernier. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Agreed. But. Okay, so here's e, Cadre to St. Louis. People obviously want to know, and then we gotta go to break here quick. What is a what's Cadre return? Uh, People keep saying
3: Shattenkirk And I don't
1: Hmm.
3: I'm not understanding How that makes sense for the Leafs And I'm not understanding how that makes sense For the Blues Because you want to keep a guy like him Yeah, if you're going for it, I don't think you ditch Shattenkirk And if you're the Leafs Who wouldn't want Kevin Shattenkirk Except he's 27
1: uh, And he needs to win pretty soon
3: Well, he's in his prime. Like, what's he going to be doing wasting away on the Leafs? Like, I just said, you have no idea what the Leafs are going to look like next year. But, I mean, I I have no illusions they're going to be the Blackhawks. Like, come on. I, I just, I'm not understanding that. Fabry might be asking a lot. There's a guy like Barbashev. There's Colton Pareko. How about Tarasenko? You know what? You're right.
1: Just Let's, just I a want straight two up Tarasenko's. You know what? I bet I could. I bet I could get a couple Tarasenko's in NHL 16. Probably. If can I we, ask enough, can we throw more fire on that flame? Oh, Dubis
2: and fire uh, on that flame. Let's throw some fire on the flame.
1: Oh, fire on the flame. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. <And Kyle> director
2: <laughs> of Pro Scouting Dave Morris were on the list Monday night for the San Jose game, San Jose-St. Louis game. Well, they're looking. oh they were there. They're looking, and uh, Dubis,
3: Dubis has been very active lately, though, guys. I actually interviewed Kyle Dubas recently. Did I mention that last show?
1: Mm, I think, so. no. Maybe. No, well, anyway. off it. Hmm? Off air, yeah, Off yeah. Air.
3: Well, anyway, I did. Uh, spoke to him and Sheldon Keefe. Uh, should have some stuff from those interviews going up soon. But one of the things he mentioned, just nonchalantly because he has an awesome life, is he was uh, recently on, like, an eight-day road trip. Just going from game to game to game. Because that's what he does. So... Was he watching a San Jose-St. Louis game? Yeah. Doesn't mean anything, necessarily. Maybe he wanted to see...
1: Uh, How r- great r- Roman Polak would fit into the San Jose <laughs> exactly. lineup. I Exactly. Exactly. And boy, Yay. he was like, you know what? Polak would be a good fit. You guys... Okay, we'll take your second rounders.
3: Or maybe he was watching the slow decline and going, oh, those seconds are going to be... Great. <laughs> Great. You know, it's sorry, and one more thing, because we did talk about the how teams lose their minds for the difference between a first and a second. It matters so, so much, the difference between a first and a second at the trade deadline, until you get to the draft, and they just start saying the position. They start saying the 25th overall pick, the 34th overall pick. It does not matter. And I don't think to this organization it matters.
1: No, nope. Which is awesome. Excellent news. Hey, we'll be right back. We're going to be talking about the Canucks... The Jim the oh, Betting LOL. I can't wait. I wanted to talk about this more than the Leafs. <laughs> and, and the Calgary Flames were somehow involved too, but it became about the Canucks. The reasons why? Well, if you don't already know, we'll tell you everything we do next on Sportsnet 590 The Fan. So we got to ask what... When this happened yesterday, it was everybody... It was funny to watch the trade break. It was the Canucks, it was the Flames, and it the two names were Granlin... Mm. And Shattenkirk, not Shattenkirk, Granlin, <laughs> and Schennkarek. <laughs> yes, you sound like Jim Benning, sir. I did. I, well, and and doesn't matter what the name is. I and then somebody, I, I forget who it was, but one you know hockey expert reporter said. Yet to find out who else is involved, as in, there's no way that this is a one for one swap. <laughs> that, by the way, so
3: that is a little thing that insiders do because they don't. A lot of them don't like to offer their opinion. Elliot Friedman doesn't really like to offer his opinion, and when he does, it's very calculated, and he says, Here's why. This is my opinion. I want to make sure you know that, and this is why. One of the little things they can do is go, I'll check and see if anyone else is involved,
1: because they know it's such an obvious fleecing. That was this trade. Well, th- now, okay, just, just to sum it up. Hunter Sh- Shinkarik, I almost called him Shattenkirk again. <laughs> Hunter Shinkarik. One of the top prospects on the Vancouver Canucks. A first-round pick. First-round pick. A
3: first-round pick who probably went lower than he should have.
1: And and I remember actually going into that draft, Steve, you talking about him. He's a, a great goal
3: scorer. He's one of the best goal scorers available in the draft. And
1: Marcus, not
3: Michael Grandlin. As as CanucksArmy.ca put it... <laughs> Not even... No, they called him the worst Granlin.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Which, I'm sorry. Marcus Granlin. Marcus yeah. Granlin, who has how many points? He's played 31 games this year? Who cares? He's not Shinkara. He has um,
2: five goals and four assists in 12 American Hockey League games.
1: I'm not going to ask you, Steve. All right. I'm not going to ask you why this is a good trade. I'm going to ask you how the hell Canucks, the Canucks said yes to this. Um, what happened?
3: Well... I think the best line in this whole thing – I wish I had it prepared, but I I remember it basically. The best line in this whole thing, uh, I believe it was Thomas Drance uh, tweeted a line from –
1: Writer for Sportsnet.ca.
3: Writer for Sportsnet.ca. A line from Benning after the trade was made, basically going, well, you know, we got Berchi – we got this other guy. I can't remember who it was. You know, and, and we feel they, they, they fill our like offensive or goal-scoring needs of the future. <laughs> and Dmitry Filipovich goes, oh, good, because under uh, the new CBA, you're only allowed to have a certain amount of skill players. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> It's I,
1: just not a smart trade. Here's, it's not. Here's, I, I actually compiled some, some of my favorite Jim Benning LOL quotes.
3: Oh, great. Okay, Thank so you.
1: The first one is, the one thing about Hunter is he likes to score. We don't know if that's going to translate to the NHL or not.
3: No, because that's not a thing people do in the NHL, you're right.
1: <laughs> Granlin, I can tell you for sure, doesn't score at the NHL level. I can tell you that for sure. Uh, yeah. Like, yeah. So yeah. We've so seen that's it. There is evidence. There's evidence that he doesn't. There's a body of work. So what would you rather have, a no or a maybe? Your you're, you're, you're choice. Then we've got, I don't think we gave up on Hunter Shinkaret, also from Jim Benning, LOL. I don't think we gave up on him, we just decided he was worth trading on on grandland we get a two-way player that can play in any situation up or down in the lineup he can play left wing he can play center
3: you know what that sounds a lot like an elite third liner adam
1: which as we know is not a thing an elite third liner is a second liner anybody who can play up or down in the lineup Usually doesn't belong in the up category, right? We can
3: friggin' throw him. Yeah, we can throw him. That, that sounds like a plug. That's there what, is a that term for that. would be for the that.
1: definition of a plug. And it's plug. <laughs> or competent bum, which you need. You do you need, need competent to win bumps. The cop. You do need competent bumps. Okay. Um, you also
3: need a goal scorer, but okay. One more, and this is this is great.
1: <laughs> one more, and this is from Jason Bra B R O U G Bro Brew. Uh, oh, uh, I, I'm going to go with.
3: I've never actually
1: heard his name from said VHT? out
3: loud. Let's let's go with bro.
1: Okay, because he's our bro. He is our bro. This is <laughs> and Jason. This is a great quote. He's like one more thing from Benning. Benning said that they tried to get a D-man for Shankarik, but Granlin was the best they could do. Which, sorry, who well, said that? Jim Benning said that. Jim Benning said that. But Jason reported it.
3: What is th- what is so great about that press conference, because I think there's another quote you missed in there. There were two covering-his-butt quotes. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, you am- know what it was? It was that
1: one, which, okay, read it again. Benning tri- said they tried to get a D-man for Shinkarrick, but Granlin was the best they could get. Subtext, look, we tried
3: to make this trade better, but this is the best we could do. <laughs> and the other one was, uh, there was someone in the... F- Canucks organization who used to be with the Flames. I want to say Wisebrod, I think, is was his name. And basically, he championed him as, you know what? He really wanted this deal. He really wanted this well, deal.
1: Know. Was Wisebrod not the guy that drafted Sven Barchi as well? I believe so, and passed on Shinkarik and f- drafted Emile Poirier instead. Where's Emile Poirier now? I don't know. Um. Okay. So there's that. There's all of that. All right. Now... Let's rewind to the Toronto Maple Leafs deal with the San Jose Sharks. Okay. Okay. Couldn't get a defenseman. Couldn't get a defenseman. Okay. Are you telling me if the Vancouver Canucks did, are you telling me that they did their due diligence? They couldn't, they wouldn't want a Roman Polak? If they're looking for a defenseman that badly, a right-handed a young, shot, big defenseman? young defenseman, maybe? Is that what they wanted? Maybe they
3: wanted a younger guy and less expensive than
2: Polak? Or... So you trade away a young guy who's 21? This is exactly... Look, you're the... trying to make
3: sense of it. And <laughs> the, the beauty is there's no sense to be made. It's a bad deal from a bad management group. And Canucks fans, I'm going to tell you right now... <laughs> Uh, Jesse, we got a next show, like, because I'm about to go off on this team. We got a next show. Find Nostradangulus talking about this. I Like, one of the first episodes of the podcast, your team is going downhill, and you're going to stink, and you're going to stink for a long time.
1: That and was- it's going to be a
3: slow, awful excruciating death but it it doesn't have to be that's the point yes it does because they have stupid people in charge adam it doesn't have to be if they have smart people involved but they have ridiculous people involved what did we talk about last show with regard to the lease we talked about a certain trade and it was peter holland acquiring peter holland uh and just the mismanagement of the leafs because they gave up on joel colburn they gave up on joel colburn Didn't really get a whole lot for him, and granted, Joe Colburn's not amazing. Um, But he's playing. They got more for Sean Mathias than they did for Joe Colburn at the time, which I'm not sure is awesome. Then their lack of centermen due to, like, two injuries. They're like, holy crap, we have to make a huge trade. They go out and they get Peter Holland, who has been fine, but they gave up on a prospect to do it. And they gave up a pick that went from being a third rounder to a second because they mismanaged Peter Holland. Mismanaged his minutes, mismanaged his games played, mismanaged his time in the minors, mismanaged everything. Relatively small deals. Okay, so you might go, you described the deal perfectly. It's a a probably no versus a maybe yes. It's really a fistful of maybes, this trade. What's the big deal? What's the big deal? The Canucks are fine. They got Bo Horvat. They got Jake Furtanen. They got Jared McCann.
1: They still have the Sadines to rely on. Well, they did fill their quota. Oh! I mean, they were over the cap on scoring. So, I You're mean, right. for, for a team that has You're scored, right. what is it, a league low amount of goals this year? Oh, Adam, what's with your numbers? One of the league lows. Uh, do you want to check on that, Jesse? Yeah. Do you mind checking that one? I'll tell you a number. Jake Vertanen, 6th overall.
3: Or 5th overall, whatever it was. And Will that 9th overall? Guess how they got him. Lou!
1: Not Luongo. Schneider. Loophole Lou. Loop. Oh, Lupolu. Loop. Yeah, well. <laughs> <laughs> He's our snake now. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. So. I, just, I can't, I can't, like, okay. Why? And this is this is the problem with the Leafs for, mm. for the longest time. This is why it's so, it rings so much in our ears, I think, when we see something like this. It's mm. trading skill for size? For maneuverability? Like, you telling me Hunter Shinkira cannot do the same thing that Grandlin can do? Are you telling me he won't least, at least become Granlin? If you were to put him in the NHL right now, are you telling me that he could not at least compete with Granlin?
3: I think you're making some assumptions, Adam. Are you an NHL executive? I'm not. Are you I'm smarter? Not. I'm not. I'm <laughs>
1: Jim Penning. Uh,
3: I got a message from a Canucks fan oh. who, who I think sees the writing on the wall. Fan or writer?
1: They requested an anonymity. anonymity. Expert, would you say? <laughs> would you trust this person's opinion? Yes. Okay. All right. So this is more than just... Joe from uh, Burlington. Not Joe from Burlington. Joe from uh, Surrey. Right. Well, <laughs> uh, so,
3: and they're a listener, I guess. I know you talked about Frank Corrado last podcast, and we're making fun of the Canucks for just letting him walk. And I don't know if you know the story behind Vancouver's decision to place him on waivers, but it's even stupider than you guys made it up to be. <laughs> How is that possible? And I, and I said, well, we only went based off the province's story. What's the reason? Basically, Corrado was the final cut from the Canucks. I think he was a cut for all intents and purposes, pretty early in camp, but he was the final guy to actually be cut from the roster, the 24th guy. There was a ridiculously obvious and easy way to keep him, though. All they had to do was send Bo Horvat to Utica on a paper transaction for one afternoon. That would have allowed them to open the season with Corrado on their 23 man roster. Then Chris Higgins, who was injured, could have been placed on LTIR immediately. Hmm. Horvat recalled and Corrado retained. <sighs> I said, LOL, no way. Come on.
1: He goes, That's not, that can't be true. He goes, it can't be that easy.
3: He goes, hell, given what we know now, Corrado could have been placed on LTIR. Now, I don't know if that's true. And as we revealed one or two podcasts ago, well, as we revealed, as the province revealed and we read uh, on the air. Um, Corrado he, was pretty injured. He separated <laughs> his shoulder last playoffs. He broke his hand and he basically didn't get an off season because Utica went very deep and he was hurt. Uh, so he came to camp sort of out of shape. And of course, because... Yeah, what was he gonna do? He was busted. He was busted. Uh, <laughs> this person continues. Hell, given what we know now, Carrado could oh yeah could have been placed in LTIR. Anyways, I forgot who initiated the call, but a phone call was held between. Oh, they said they don't know if this is true. This last part. Okay, so I yeah, let me re. I'll start over by saying they don't know if this is true. Anyway. I forget who initiated the call, but a phone call was held between the NHL and Vancouver to ensure the Canucks actually knew the roster rules.
1: (laughs) There's no way that
3: how? (laughs) What do you mean? There's no way. How likely?
1: How likely, Steve? How likely is that?
3: (laughs) Like, like the NHL actually called him and said, "Are you serious?" You know what Jim Benning has made me tweet three times now. Three times I've retweeted myself because I'm like. Look, it's true again. Look, it's true again. Jim Benning has made me so thankful for this current Leafs group. And if there's anything that all the GMs around the entire league could take from the previous Leafs regime, it's shut your mouth! Shut up! Stop saying things! Someone needs to give him this advice. Because everything that comes out of his mouth is a carnival. And it's You know what? I hope no one talks to him. I hope no one talks to him. And Canucks fans, God love you. I hope you find happiness in another team. But this is way too much fun because you are being run by crazy people. (laughs) Crazy people. And I called this years ago not knowing how bad it was actually going to get. Because here's what you got. You got a management group that doesn't know if they're going north, south, east, or west. You don't know what you're doing with your prospects, very clearly, except for the ones that are on the NHL team. You got a young Jake Virtanen, a young Bo Horvat, and a young Jared McCann, which is fantastic, and you're going to waste them, because what the hell is your team? What is your team, actually? You got Alex Burrows, who's getting older. You got Daniel Sedin, who's great, but he's getting older. You got Henrik Sedin, who's great, but he's getting older. And when those guys leave, what do you have? You got the young guys who aren't going to be supported by anything, because you got a Group of crazies Running your team
1: I predict And by the way Ryan Miller too Oh Superstar starting goaltender Ryan Miller I believe is up At the end of the year Is he not I predict
3: The Canucks are going to have At least one Bottom five finish You know what I'm backing out From what I What I texted you guys So screw it I can't back out From what I said I predict the Canucks Are going to get At least one last place finish In the next five years
1: If they're lucky They're
3: nuts They're nuts and well, you have to hit rock bottom this before is, real change happens. This is Montreal an should feel happy for the for the rock bottom that they're currently hitting. Yep, that's the only way change happens. Unless Mark Bergevin has anything to say about it,
1: right? Oh, just
2: right.
3: hilarious.
1: Well, and, and what's hilarious too is is Montreal fans keep thinking that something's going to change. They keep thinking that one day they'll just start winning again. Well, the annoying well, and, thing and with and the Habs is, is they're not actually this bad, right? But you don't change anything. Nothing changes, and the result stays the same. Canucks fans, I just want to, just before we go on the radio here, have given up on Coach of the Year, Alan Vigneault. Oh. Ryan Kessler. Roberto Luongo. D- don't forget to, to throw John Tortorella in there. Anyway. George, John Tortorella. They gave up on him. Yeah, they, sure they, well, one well, year into a five-year commitment. Zach Cassian, Although Zach probably had his own issues. Yeah. Um. Uh. And, and and any number of other players, but that alone—Vino Schneider Luongo—having uh, Kessler leave because he was so angry at them. I mean, that un- alone is going to shift the very fabric of an organization. And then you've got Tortorella c- coming in and being just—he uh, was a, it was awful. That Everything was about that team was awful. One of the most interesting one-year coaching tenures I've ever seen. It was crazy. Crazy. And the fact that Tortorella is working again is shocking to me. Just shocking. But, and I I said this, Jim Benning is playing himself right into a bad broadcasting job. (laughs) Yes, you did say that. And I mean that. Because he does say things. For this company. <laughs> oh, you, oh you think it's a different one I didn't know oh, going to be working one? beside another, another oh. bad exec who's no longer worried you never know hey we gotta go here on Sportsnet 590 The Fan this broadcast is brought to you by Panago Pizza it is what is on the inside that counts and we are going to talk off off the air but still at sportsnet.ca because you can download I'm going to talk about the New York Islanders and why the New York Islanders believe that Jesus himself will be going to Game 7 and scoring their their, their Game 7 Stanley Cup winning goal. We have proof of that. And I'm not even kidding. You're we'll jerk. talk about it after that. You're the best. I'm serious, though. Is he not? Is Jim Benning not doing that? Am I wrong?
2: Can I correct two things? Sure. So um, Ryan Miller is signed through 2017. <laughs> and,
1: <laughs> and they're paying him how much? Six million? No, Six million.
2: million.
3: You know what? We're not done with the Canucks.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and We're the goal for game, they're also game their second last. Oof. So there you go. All right. Um, I had something up there. If you
3: want. No, give me it. I'm kidding. Yo, <laughs> when did they agree to give Der- Derek Dorsett sign for the next three years after this one?
2: Why? Hmm. There's a list of all the deals Jim Benning has done. You should take a look at those, Steve.
1: Ooh. Anything pops is up. This is the what? Okay. He has, has he even been GM for 12 months yet? Yeah. A uh, little 18 months. Okay, because I remember when Lyndon and him took over, there was some, there were definitely was some positivity in there. Like, oh, all right, well, we got Trevor Linden back. Until
3: and... the moment they uttered Boston model.
1: Did they utter Boston model? Oh, you bet. Oh. They let, they let, <laughs> <Boy>. it's, <laughs> so gotta, it's, it's affecting them two regimes later.
3: I, like, <laughs> I, I tweeted, I can't believe the Canucks were what they were and let it go south so quickly. And a Canucks fan tweeted me, like, let it go so quickly. This has been 10 years in the making. No, it hasn't, actually. Nope. They won the President's Trophy and made it to the Stanley Cup Final. And then the next year, they followed it up with another President's Trophy. Yes, they got knocked out in the first round by the team that ended up winning the Cup. The Canucks might have been the second best team in the NHL that year. Never know. Never know. Uh, this is from, uh, from Nucks Misconduct. I didn't actually know SB Nation had a Canucks page. January 29th, 2015, traded Gustav Forsling to the Chicago Blackhawks for Adam Clendenning. March 2nd, 2015, traded a second-round pick in 2015 to the Calgary Flames in exchange for Sven Berchi. March 2nd, 2015, traded Dustin Jeffries to the New York Islanders in exchange for Corey Connacher. June 27th, 2015, traded Eddie Lack to the Hurricanes for... A third and seventh round pick in the 2015 NHL entry draft. I would argue that that is... Is Eddie Lack worth more to an organization than Sean Mathias? Yes. Uh, <laughs> traded Patrick...
1: Eddie Lack, who, by the way, beat out Roberto Luongo for <laughs> yeah. the starting job in Vancouver. Wow. Well. Under Tortorella. But still. Come on. Yeah. At least at least throw... Like, he's at least he's worth a piece good. of chicken. He's, he's at least a second round pick. He's a piece of chicken. He is a piece of chicken. I He's don't know a about a second round pick, but
3: um, traded Patrick McNally to the San Jose Sharks in exchange for a seventh round pick. Traded Kevin Exit to Boy, Anaheim. Boy, they're going to
1: draft a lot in the seventh round. Damn.
3: <laughs> traded, whoa. Traded Kevin Exit to Anaheim, the Anaheim Ducks for a second round pick in 2016.
1: Oh, I forgot BX. Man. I would
3: argue the Leafs got more for Roman Pollack.
1: Yeah, and BX is pretty good.
3: Traded Zach Cassian and a fifth round pick to Montreal in exchange for Brandon Prest. Traded Nick Benino, Adam Clendening, and a second-round pick in 2016 to the Pittsburgh Penguins for Brandon Sutter and a conditional third-round pick in 2016. Traded Nicholas Jensen and a seventh-round pick to the New York Rangers for Emerson, Emerson Edom. I forgot that trade even happened. So there's another young guy. Uh, trades Hunter Shakaric <laughs> to the Calgary Flames in exchange for Marcus Granlund. I didn't think any of those were too bad, but uh, that team is going Nowhere faster than I've ever seen anyone go nowhere. You
1: know what that that reminded me when I was listening to those trades? It felt like we were in an insanely slow twister. Hmm. Just a lot of stuff going back and forth, not really much changing, and it just is swirling around you and there's no control. That's all that was. That's like... That's like taking an abacus and going click, 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 click. That's all that is. They're just shifting the pieces around and it's not going anywhere. Yeah. Yet. Why are you
3: guys freaking out so much?
1: <laughs> well, because they're not going to make the playoffs. We have yeah. too much
3: scoring. And we I mean,
1: are so could be the piece. I mean, I don't want to take that away from him. He could be the piece. Probably is not the piece.
3: Look, I feel like, I feel like, I feel like right now, the Canucks are on Beyond Scared Straight. Okay. And we're the prisoners. <laughs> yeah. As Lee's
1: fans, and they can take our advice or not. But they're not. They're the kid that at the end is like, yeah, I don't, still don't care. <laughs> still don't care.
3: Yeah. yeah, you know, I think I'm going to study harder in school and I'm going to appreciate my mom and, and my sister. And then the graphic comes up. This idiot w- went back to Juvie like two weeks later for throwing a rock through a bus window. like, all right. Yeah, like we're gonna actually listen to Leafs fans what they have to say. All right.
1: No, you know, listen. We've
3: seen this movie.
1: If there's one thing least fans know, Canucks fans, it's losing, and it's <laughs> and, and mediocrity and, and mediocrity, and we and really wasting Swedish superstars. There is nobody. There's nobody that understands the swirling slow tornado of click 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 Offer. click click than us. If there's, you know, like you could tell, you could tell us that we don't know what winning looks like, and you would be right. We know what losing looks like, and you're headed straight for it. You're gonna kiss it on the mouth. Ew. Yeah. And
3: you know what is another great thing about all this? Because of their division, I could see them making the playoffs next year. (laughs)
1: Because their division's that bad. The power shift.
3: They're not that far out. All the Ducks got to do
1: is get a little worse, so the
3: Sharks got to get a little worse. it'll be ninth
1: place, man. Uh, It'll be be just like the Leafs. The Kings will be
3: very good. The Ducks have some tough decisions to make with their RFAs, and, like, Getzlaff's going to be a little older, Perry will be a little older, Sharks will be older, Coyotes will be older in the good way, but how much better? It's all... They could make it. They could make the playoffs. Yeah, and you know what? People will be quick to send us this and be like, see?
2: Okay. All right. You guys, St. Louis just made room for Kadri by putting Brian Elliott on long-term injury reserve.
1: <gasps> oh, my goodness. I love that you spun it that way. He might he might actually I just thought be injured. <laughs> <I> <laughs> but thought but they made say room for <laughs> Kadri as though the Leafs couldn't take some salary back no, or something. No, they made room for Kadri. I don't even know who St.
3: Louis's third goalie is.
1: I, no I, I, tell think, you. I believe they just made room for James Bernier. Uh, James Bernier. James Bernier. <laughs> James Bernier. <laughs> what a great way to describe the last two seasons. James Bernier.
3: James, <laughs> James Bernier. <laughs> Randy Horacek. Uh, <laughs> when you said Horacek, I was like, that... Uh, there was an actual moment where I was like, "That sounds familiar." Where to, Where am I? Oh right, yeah, He was former head coach, of Leafs. The
1: <laughs> head coach <laughs> Peter Horacek. Um So, oh, just in guy. case you missed it earlier, I don't know how you could have. The Islanders truly do believe that Jesus will show up and score the winning goal in the seventh game of the Stanley Cup Final, and yes, they don't, will. They don't want you to miss it. Remember, we talked about this when we initially. <laughs> they don't want you to miss it. We we said initially. Like when this arena deal went through, and we're talking about the obstructed seating. And we're talking about the scoreboard that's off center. We're like, what if, like, <laughs> what if it's the Stanley Cup winning goal and you didn't see it, but you paid to be there? Yeah. Like And what if it's Jesus? <laughs> like, so and here's- pe-
3: people were quick to tweet me. The, the ACC has obstructed viewing. Everywhere does. They have it. Yeah, everywhere has obstructed, but it's a few seats. Yeah. These are sections I mean, you could C's. argue where
1: we sat at the Marlies game on Saturday was semi-obstructive only because, you know, we sat at the glass line, so if we you could go to see... a
2: hockey game, we were just, so fancy, we were so close that the ice was just blocking us. You know, yeah it really
3: is a struggle of, uh, you know, seeing the, the fancy folk. You think everything's great, and you know what? It mostly is, but, you know, sometimes we have hardships, by too.
1: By the way, everybody everybody was in the lower bowl in that game, yeah. so I do not feel fancy <laughs> at all. That's okay, though. We were five rows up from, uh, from we the...
3: watched a kid... Uh, a few seats away almost oh, yeah. get decked in the head with a puck. Yeah, that was cool. We were at perfect almost getting killed line. I yeah. don't think Jesse likes us. That's why he got us those seats.
1: Exactly. Jesse, I was trying to murder all of us. Low-key trying to kill us. We were talking this morning about that. And obviously, the thing that happened in Montreal, which oh, is a I tremendous shame, tremendous shame, and 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 you know, on breakfast television, Kevin Bre- brings this up and he says, you know, obviously it's a mistake, it's an accident. You gotta you gotta chalk it up to that. You can't stop people from throwing pucks in the crowd. It's like you can't stop baseballs from going into the into the seats. It's it's assumed risk. You show up at a game, there's high speed objects, yeah. and a lot of people would say, "What's a one month old doing at a hockey game?" And I would agree with them. However, I'm not a parent. Uh,
3: I would agree with them too but I think this is one of those situations where
1: there's no fault. <laughs> there's no fault you just di- for sure not PK's fault no and and it's, and, and it's the NHL doesn't need to change anything everybody relaxed. but Dina was like what about like what if they changed up the pucks that they threw in like what if they were what if they were no. um, like like stuffed animal pucks <laughs> I forget what you what's the word for that there's like a uh, a plush puck yeah a plush but she's like what if it's they're like plush pucks I'm like Dina are you serious right now and, she, and then later on in the show she comes to me and she's like oh boy I'm getting lots of tweets from hockey fans yeah <laughs> <laughs> and they include a lot of exclamation marks, so I know I'm in trouble. <laughs> anyway, really funny. And there was nothing but love in her heart when she made that suggestion. Sure, exactly. And and thankfully that That's the funny. the child in that story, by the way, is going to be okay. Um, the family yeah. acknowledges that it was a mistake, and the Montreal Canadiens have offered them a box for a game, which I think is is pretty nice. That you know? was
3: it's a no brainer.
1: It's a no brainer. Easy, easy. And decision, by the way. Right? It's nice to know that we can still solve problems without getting lawyers involved in the 21st century. How nice is that? Uh, so the round of second, applause to that yeah. family that understands that yep. it's just an accident. The second I saw
3: that? she wrote about it on Facebook, I'm like, here we go. Here right? we go. But no, it's
1: a, it was an accident.
2: It was an accident. Do you guys know how many seats are obstructed at the Barclays Center? How many?
1: Take a guess. Uh, 500 section there's one section so how many can i ask the capacity uh for hockey i believe it is
2: 15795 15, which isn't oh, much closer to 6 isn't that's not great it's about what the
3: jets <clears throat> get yeah except
2: um, they fill it <laughs> well, the islanders
1: are 28th in attendance which is sad okay so hang on
3: in brooklyn <laughs> brooklyn new york
1: i'm going to say i'm going to say 750 Fifteen hundred seats.
3: Whoa! Whoa! That was my uh, so a fifteenth,
1: <laughs> a fifteenth of your seats. Yeah, that's not good enough. Now, here's what I read: thirty-one games that played that? at Barclays Center.
3: No, I don't. I don't think that number's right,
1: Adam. <laughs> fifteen thousand.
3: It's it's uh, closer to a tenth. It's a little less than 15, a fifteen
1: thousand. And he said seven. What did he say? How many seats are obstructed? Fifteen hundred. Yeah. So the one thousand five hundred. So one in every 50. fifteen seats. Is that Yeah, that's no, right. I, I don't, don't know. Isn't right. that right? I'm awful at math, I'm gonna tell you so okay. I'm pretty sure that's right. <laughs> fifteen
3: thousand divided by fifteen hundred equals ten Adam. Oh <laughs>
1: <laughs> shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: oh, I, love you. Hey. I love my friend Adam.
1: I'm so bad at really math. Really <laughs> <Don't> <laughs> Steve's money. hugging me now. Oh, 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 <laughs> okay, so that's one oh. in every ten seats, am I right? It's so- now you're right. Wait, that's even worse, though. That's yes. even worse. Point. So it? my to no, my I'm point, Jesse. Now I, I'm going. Know. I know you were wrong, but you're right. <laughs> I, you're <laughs> righter than you thought you were. Right. You <laughs> don't know you. how
3: right you were, buddy.
1: Yes. <laughs> you guys. 70% of bridges <laughs> are gonna collapse. Jesse, to be fair, it's between 10 and 70%. Oh, okay, my bad. <laughs> my, bad. my bad. By the way, tweet, shout outs to all the people from Iowa who tweeted this.
0: I got people, I got tweets from Iowa
1: going, hey, by the way, my mom takes like three bridges to work. Thanks.
3: What about those guys uh, who were at um, the Marley's game who drove from DC? Like, oh, from DC. D.C. Oh, no, yeah. they
1: were cool. But no, there was a guy from Pennsylvania oh, that's right. who's coming to Hockey Night and Cinema who's like, thanks, guys. I'll avoid any bridges on my way up. He's, coming, he's driving eight hours to come Hockey night cinema. Um, so anyway, thirty-one games oh, as of as of the New York Post articles <laughs> posting, which was they were the first ones to report on this. Mm-hmm. There had been thirty-one games mm-hmm. played at the Barclays Center. Nineteen. The what was the record? They are nineteen-eight and something. Like it was a it's a ridiculously good home record. And under the agreement, Barclays pays an average lump sum of 55, $53.5 dollars. So Barclays pays the Islanders to be there. They give them fifty-three million dollars. Okay, then they take all the ticket proceeds. Oh, so mm-hmm. the so the Islanders don't actually need people to show up at their game. Oh, so they don't care to make money. So they don't care. However, <sighs> they do they care do. <laughs> because people are pretty upset, and they're saying there's a little-known clause that kicks in after the fourth season that both sides could take advantage of, uh, which could split the deal. They're also saying that. Um, Longtime fans hate it. They're worried about retaining players. Because here's the thing. The Islanders may have moved to Brooklyn, but their practice facility is still near Nassau Coliseum. So it's completely... It's still a completely separate way. So a guy like Jonathan Tavares, which I believe the New York Post posted about, said... They said, you know, when he's a free agent, why would he stay here when he could go somewhere else and it could be so much easier? Not in New York traffic and not with that hassle and not with an arena that doesn't, you know, that 10% 10 of the people going to the game can't even see the full game. What? This doesn't make any sense. That's incredible. That's crazy. Crazy. But there is light. Islanders want to leave. They want to leave. They want out. Thirty. It, was, it took 31 games and they're like, I'm done But here's here's the thing, Nassau Coliseum is not an option anymore Yeah, Because the I guess they're doing renovations there and it'll only see 13,000 now
2: Yeah, they can't play there anymore, it's not going to be an NHL stadium
1: We keep picking on the Coyotes,
3: sometimes we pick on the Panthers Are the Islanders going to move?
1: I hope not, because it wouldn't it be one of the first teams in the modern era That has won a Stanley Cup and moved? I think they would be Nordiques fans grumbling, but they never won a cup. Uh, they, won a Stanley Cup? They basically cup. did, but yeah, <laughs> no, yeah. you're right. But they won it, like won a Stanley Cup and moved. I mean, think about that. I think the last team to do that was the Ottawa Senators in like the 20s. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
3: No, I think they just folded. I'm not even sure what happened there. Um, it would be sad because you know they were a mo- they were a modern day dynasty, you know, and hockey all of famers. They're they're one of the best hockey teams of all time.
1: You know. Well, especially if you ask Mike Bossy. <laughs> especially if you ask Mike Bossy, one of the best players of all time. But Truly they don't have he anywhere was. to play. They
2: um, can't go to Madison Square Garden.
1: It's, well, maybe you can't.
2: No, there's not enough dates. It's already oh, okay. Yeah, it's Madison Square Garden. Yeah. You know. There's already two teams in there and all the concerts, so you can't you can't do it.
3: Uh but oh. as we know as hockey fans, there is much shenaniganery to be had. So, you never know.
2: Um, they could share an arena with the Devils. That's they think. could. They want to go out to New Jersey. You
3: know what? the The, the Brooklyn Islanders of New Jersey
1: <laughs> and the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. If yeah. I were them, that would be what I do next year, hmm. or for really? the next couple of years. Yeah, and and I'll tell you why. First off, you've got a built in hockey market there, right? Yeah. And it is it I'm... is super. I mean, the Devils don't pull the greatest attendance when they're not winning. But they're most, mostly winning. And right. and they've been a surprise this year. Yeah, they've done they pretty well. Might make the playoffs. Now, then, you're, so you've got the Brooklyn Islanders, then they move to Jersey. And it's a weird setup for a couple years. They give them a couple years to figure out what they're going to do. Either they're going to build something. They sleep on the devil's couch. <laughs> yeah, they sleep on the devil's couch for a couple years. <laughs> but while you're doing this, long term, uh, what if you converted some Devils fans into Islanders fans? What if? And then the devils move. However, irony it would be very funny if the islanders <laughs> were no longer playing on the island. <laughs> like, that would be what it is, isn't it? Uh-huh. They'd be off of the island. And, and beyond all that, they saw all this coming. All of this information that we are talking about now, the things that are not working, we talked about on this podcast 18 months ago. And said, dumb little podcast from Canadians in Canada said, <laughs> this isn't going to work, kids! Well, anyone with common sense... That's my point. Mm -hmm. They knew this and they continued to be. It's amazing sometimes the the breathtaking manner in which people allow themselves to fail. Uh,
3: Well, not just people, people with
1: so much money, so
3: much money. And if there's one thing everybody has a good grasp of, I think it's that making money is difficult, very hard. And you got to be a certain level of intelligence to make that much money. And then you start wondering how they ever got it in the first
2: place. Well, the whole reason they're in this situation is because people were being cheap. Because it was originally supposed to fit hockey, and then they cut the arena down 200,000 square feet, (gasps) which caused it to just be a basketball facility.
1: How much money could that have possibly Which is ridiculous, by the way. There's no way one team, one basketball team, can support a stadium. Mm -hmm. We talked to Richard Petty about how expensive it is. Most stadiums lose money. So you you have one facility that's going to hold a couple concerts. Because, by the way, any concert that's worth its weight in gold is going to Madison Square. Mm-hmm. Why would you have a basketball-only stadium? That and is then,
2: insanity. And then two years after that, they realized, oh, wait, we need the hockey. So then they tried to retrofit, and then we end up in this situation. So it could have had hockey. It could have been fine if they didn't cheap out. And <laughs> once again, <laughs> I just feel bad for the fans. Yeah, it
3: comes back. It, you know the Blue Jackets fans before God we bless were talking Islanders about Islanders fans. Islanders fans, God, you have to put up with the goofiest shit.
1: I mean, and to think some of them were conceived in the parking lot.
3: <laughs> back in 1982, <laughs> my son was conceived. Back in 1982, when they were such a good team, the Islanders.
0: <laughs> oh.
3: I've never been. I don't know if they sound like that. Oh, back in 1982. If you had told me they were going to move in 1982, I would have said no way. That's what it would have said. I would have said it right to your face.
1: (laughs) I just, I hurt for them. Because one thing we don't understand as Leaf fans, and we haven't understood, we do understand it, the older generations do. But as Leaf fans, since the passing of Harold Ballard, and this includes our generation, Steve, we don't know what it's like to have an extraordinarily frustrating owner. You know, it... From time to time, our ownership has been frustrating. Who's one dude? Who's one dude? People are like, "Oh, the pension plan." Okay, one dude. pension plan. Okay, one, fine. One dude. Yeah, dude. you know, because Mister yeah. Mister Wang wants to sell the team. No one wants to buy. He all, he wants to sell the team, make all the money, and then control the team. Okay, so you're 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 a, you're a person with millions of dollars, <laughs> and you're looking at the Islanders right now. Do you want to give the Islanders any of your money Imagine, you and bought, you get no control of it?
3: Imagine you bought like a lawnmower at a garage sale and uh, just every couple of weeks, the guy you bought the lawnmower off of just comes and takes it to mow his lawn. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, he also,
1: he also gets to decide what kind of fuel it is, whether that's the right fuel or the wrong fuel, whether it's mixed gasoline with oil or just gasoline straight or...
2: I wasn't going to take it that deep, but yeah.
1: I mean, that's bananas.
2: <laughs> that's crazy. I personally can't wait for the Quebec City Islanders. It's going to be a great time. Or the Vegas Islanders. Or that. The Vegas Islanders. <laughs> it be like the Utah Jazz. There's no jazz in Utah.
0: No.
1: <laughs> I think jazz is still outlawed in Utah. Just based <laughs> For on... For <sure. laughs> <laughs> Were they... Were they... They were in the, New Orleans. Originally.
3: They were the New Orleans Jazz? Yeah,
2: and then... Uh, That's such a much better name! <laughs> uh, the, it was the Minnesota Lakers, and then they moved to L.A., which there's no lakes in L.A.,
1: I didn't know that! Yeah. I couldn't Minnesota figure that. I was Lakers. in L.A. last week, and I and mm-hmm. I actually asked myself, why
2: Lakers? Because they're Minnesota. They didn't change the name because they're lazy. So the Quebec City
1: Islanders! L.A. has so many things. <laughs> How do you say what Can you look up Islanders in French? <laughs> okay. Can we do a Google Islandays. Translate? Islanders. <laughs> <laughs> Al- <laughs>
3: Uh, the, they, I wish so bad they were the Utah Mardi Gras. <laughs> so close. That so would have been close.
1: great. That would have been. Islanders. Oh my goodness.
3: Habitants des Îles. I'm going to go with. What, what's but well, the you triangle can't be Habitants. Because
1: the Montreal Canadians are technically the habitant
3: I, I know Axante That's it.
1: Habitant des Des I suck. Wow. No, I. but you can't be the Habitants anything, because the Habitants are in Montreal.
3: They, they should be the Quebec Nassau's. Well, you and you, by the,
1: the way... The Quebec parking lot. Any team that goes... <laughs> parking lot. <laughs> the, Quebec, the Quebec 1982's. Any team that goes to Quebec City, rightly so, will be named a French name. Oh. Of course. Probably should. It probably Absolutely it's, should. I mean,
3: Montreal is, Canadian. is a little... Half and half. Yeah. By R the was way- was a g- little half and half. Quebec is- Francophone.
1: Yeah, they're they're a hundred percent French. Yes. That's like it's like walking into Mexico. It's Spanish. Yeah. Montreal, if you don't know French, French, French. you can it's <laughs> like, like it's, Hawaii, Mexico, it's Mexico, they'd be like but Mexico is like that's full on Spanish. they aren't country Adam. But, but,
3: but all Adam had to say was it's kind of like another country. <laughs> <laughs> Quebec's, <laughs> Quebec's like going like to Japan.
1: <laughs> it is. Same thing. It's a different language. <laughs> Quebec
3: did you know that all their subways run on magnets? <laughs> Do they? No! Oh. <laughs> I
1: don't know. <laughs> <Where>
3: did... <laughs> how did that make sense? Yeah, how did that
1: make sense? I didn't understand that.
3: Because in Japan, don't they have the magnet trains? <laughs>
1: oh, yeah, they do.
3: Look, all right, we're all... The monorail. The varying m- levels of stupidity. monorail. <laughs> <All right. laughs>
1: That's what makes us lovable. The, the varying levels of stupidity. I've in Tokyo, <laughs> d- come, I put them on the map. <laughs> we, are, we are the seven-layer dip of stupid. <laughs> that was a good analogy. Right? Right, still delicious, still delicious, but just a little stupid. <laughs> I still
3: pick around the peppers. But, um. Oh, fair enough. But you okay. could have
1: done that with anything. Hey, We're by the way, donuts are stupid. <laughs>
2: donuts are delicious, but still stupid. Layers
1: of layers. Well, there's less low, less layers, but Skate2Great.org, not stupid, <laughs> fantastic organization, a charity that you should donate to. Text four ten ten to Dangle. Adam, text Dangle to four ten ten.
3: It used to be about how can Adam make a great transition. Now just it's just to the great, dumbest. Th- now possible. it's just about all right. This is the emergency break.
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> Think about the kids. <laughs> did, yeah. you, did you win? No, I didn't. Oh. I would have said
1: something.
3: <laughs> I won, dicks!
1: What? <laughs> you won, dicks? Hey, um, you guys want to do Listen, the phrasing? You want to do the press conference? No. Okay. Well, we have to. But before we get into it, can we just promise, promise that we keep it semi hockey related? Well, <laughs> I have from special requests from listeners who almost, almost like me, put their eyes out, put their ears out after last episode with the with the pots and pans. I would like it if. We were asked talking questions. Oh, my God. <laughs> what about on Twitter? We got any of those? <laughs> okay. Hold um, on. Hold on. Let's do the press conference. The Presser SDP. The
0: Steve Dangle Press
3: Conference. This is Steve Dangle. And I'm Adam Wilde. Gillette's best blades can save you up to
1: 50% versus the other shave club's $9 per month plan. That's right, Steve. Close, comfortable, smooth, and up to 50% off versus the other shave club. Sounds pretty smooth to me. Get it? No. Yeah. What? I mean, I get it, but it's n- Adam. Seriously, that was pretty Adam. good. Join today at GilletteShaveClub.ca. Adam. What? It, I think that was pretty solid. That wasn't even in the script, man.
3: I know that.
2: Okay, now. <laughs> so the Preds are 1-9 in 3-on-3 three three overtime so far this year. Wow. Is this random bad luck, or do you think there's a reason for this? <laughs> remember when the sorry no, no remember when the Kings last year they had that awful OT and shootout record and if they had just been decent in the shootout they would have made the playoffs.
3: Uh, I didn't know that, but that doesn't shock me at all.
2: Anyways, please answer the question.
3: Uh, were because I remember and I'm sure Preds fans will correct me because it's not like I watch the Preds that closely. Wasn't Peter Laviolette one of the only coaches going into all three on three overtimes with two defensemen? And mm. one forward. I think that's what he was doing. I would have imagined he'd change it up by now. They're one and nine, eh?
2: Yeah, and the, the question asker also says, could it be La Violette's system? So maybe there's something. Well,
1: wrong. yes, it it's, absolutely could. 10 games and you have one win. Yeah. Time to change something. Mm-hmm.
3: It's funny, like Bab, Babcock and, uh, you know, criticizing Holland and Holland criticizing himself for, I think it was letting Voracek get away in that. Recent overtime loss for the Leafs against the Flyers. That was the first time I ever heard like a coach actually like say something like strategic regarding three on three overtime. I think most coaches this year are just treating it as a crapshoot.
1: Well, what's that stupid? Hmm. Yeah. Why would you do also,
3: that? Also, <laughs> uh, just a the theory, not having watched, but more space equals more shots and more wide open shots. Also, Pecorino has sucked this year. Maybe that's it. Yeah. Maybe that's part of it.
1: Mm-hmm. And Laviolette traditionally, and correct me if I'm wrong here, is is a very defensive-minded systems guy, is he not? That
3: uh, I don't remember. So I feel like... I would imagine the Predators do like that kind of guy, so maybe that's what they did.
1: And they have scored, like, one of the lowest goal totals in the league. They wanted Ryan
3: Johansson for a reason.
1: Yeah, so I'm... Yeah. I don't know. I would change the system up. Um, and maybe... Maybe if... They'd won say five of those games. But if they just split them, they'd feel less desperate right now. Oh yeah.
3: Well, and the the other problem is like you know you only have so much time to practice.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, you're going to focus on winning the game in the first sixty minutes, not the potential last five. Right. But you have to
1: acknowledge that the last five is going to be there too.
3: <laughs> well, and this now we're getting into the same debate with three on three overtime that we got into with the shootout. Like, do you go out and sign a shootout specialist? Like, is U C Oaken worth that much more because the shootout exists? Well, if you're and and that was an actual argument.
2: If you're decent on three on three, there's if you win those five games, Adam said those are five points. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Five and points that, is a lot. It's a lot.
3: It is a lot. But what do you do? Do you dedicate part of your practice to like a three on three scrimmage?
1: Well, why I don't know why you wouldn't. I I don't know why you wouldn't do that anyway because mm-hmm. you want your boy you want them to skate right and that I I think is sometimes. You know, because they're at the NHL level, it's less of a a concern, right? It's more of like, hey, you know, we need to work on this system, really drive this system. But if you are playing the same system day in and day out, chances are your players know the system. Are they gonna make a few mistakes? Sure, for sure. But Peter Laviolette's team is pretty good. They play his system pretty well. They're gonna make the playoffs this year. Their goaltending has not been very good. And that's that seems to be one area where they would improve. How and why, why not take one practice, one practice, and go, all right, here's what I think we should try. Let's try to nail this one, and then if it ever happens again, you guys know what to do, and let's not spend more than a practice on it because you guys are adults and you know what I'm expecting of you. Let's do that.
3: Jesse, how secure is the Preds' playoff spot? Because they've been real bad recently, and I can't imagine it's very secure. Because they're in the central. The Predators
2: right? currently sit in the first wild card spot Not with 67 pure. points, and uh, Minnesota trails them with 64 at the first miss playoff spot.
3: And how far back is Arizona? The 60. Next team?
2: So seven points clear of Arizona. All right. Well, that's pretty secure. You could lose it. Yeah. Could lose it. So. Why has Jake Gardner never been given the opportunity to play forward? I can't be the only one that thinks he doesn't see the game from a defensive perspective very well," says this Reddit user, Methshin. <laughs>
3: now, all right, let's let's try to use another example. Jake Gardner is an offensive forward. Ah, uh, shoot. Jake Gardner is an offensive <laughs> defenseman. All right. Sorry. So, by your logic, every offensive defenseman who's not like the most awesome defensively would be a better forward.
0: Uh-huh.
3: Eric Carlson is an absolute star offensively. And even if you go, well, wait, 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 he's decent defensively. Well, based on that logic, he'd be a better forward, right? Do we actually think that? Do no. we think Carlson would be? No. What about. Chris Letang is another guy who comes to mind. PK Subban. Would we have
1: thought that Larry Murphy or Ray Bork? Or not that Ray Bork wasn't responsible defensively. I guess that's not really a fair comparison. Or what Paul about Coffey. a guy like um, Paul Coffey? Paul Coffey's a great example. The best example of an offensive defenseman. Yeah. What about Brent Burns?
3: Brent Burns is a little different, um, just in the way he was used. Bufflin, I think it helps when you're giant. <laughs> but mm-hmm. like. An offensive defenseman's offense is different than a skilled forward's offense, I think. And it's about getting the puck up the ice. I think a big problem with Gardner is, well, one, he does make egregious errors. But uh, also, the skill isn't really there for him to pass to. He's got it. He's got it and he can carry it. That's never been part of the problem.
1: Uh, I want to see... I want to I, see Jay Gardner passing to someone other than what they have. If, if you have better
3: forwards in front of you, as an offensive defenseman, I think you have to skate less.
0: Because mm-hmm.
3: you can give it to them instead of having to do all the work. Um, there was a time where I would have tried Gardner forward. Uh, no, not anymore. Also, Martin Morinson's playing on the first pair tonight, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> let's let's maybe revisit this
1: conversation next year. I thought uh, somebody somebody tweeted the other day, they're like I, you know, I some sort of source and and they, these people have some sort of outlet too, like I forget whether it's a podcast or a blog they or something. they
3: message you or you just read it?
1: No, I just read it and they were talking about the fact of, like I can't still can't believe the Leafs see Morinson as a first pairing defenseman. I don't think anyone sees Morinson ever no, as a no. full and whoever said it, I was I, I was kind of flabbergasted. I was like, nobody ever made that prediction. He's playing on the first pairing right now. It's either a
3: stupid opinion or dishonest. Like, I, I hate when people say that kind of crap. Like, just because they see, a, just because they play a guy somewhere doesn't mean they actually think he's that type
1: they're, of player. They're, yeah, they're the last place team in the league. Look at what they're doing,
3: as if they actually think he's exactly. the Exactly. F- well, now, I, I, someone, I saw a good tweet. Uh, I don't know how much I agree with it, but it's an interesting argument. I want to see what other people think. Martin Morinson is a shutdown defenseman in 2016. The new shutdown defenseman isn't Brian Marchment, isn't always throwing the hits. Dave Manson. Dave Manson using the body, grinding it out. They're just a solid possession presence that can't really put up points. (laughs) That's it. Get the puck, clear it. Get the puck. Give it to someone else. Get off the ice. He's got two points this year, so cool. He's not putting up any points, but weirdly, his possession numbers are still awesome. That doesn't make him awesome. It just maybe makes him the modern day shutdown guy. It's an interesting argument. I don't know how much I agree with it. Hmm. It's an interesting thought.
1: That is interesting. I I feel like um, just on the Gardner point. It would be like taking, you know, when Mike Pekka was at his peak. It'd be like taking him and putting him on a first pairing D. Yes, he was a responsible defensive center, but
3: Patrice no. Bergeron is such a, a responsible center. Let's let's try him on defense. <laughs> yeah, we need, no. a, we need a guy, <laughs> and Boston does. Yeah, and then you got to fill that hole.
1: Exactly. I think Gardner's great where he is. Let him develop. So why
2: Wilson points something interesting out? The San Jose Sharks have twenty-one road wins. They're 21, 9, and 2 on the road. And at home, they're 11, 12, and 3.
3: I never understand that. What
2: the hell is going on there?
3: That's just got to be a fluke. It? Like, that's really just got to be a fluke because I was going to say, well, on the, I mean, with a record like that on the road, you must have great coaching. And <sighs> then you get home where you have a coaching advantage and you suck. I don't get it. Like, there must be, maybe they were healthier during those games. I mean, there is there is an element of chance. Or is an element of flukery? That's got to be it. Come on. Yeah. It can't actually be a reason for that. No.
1: I I don't think so. I mean.
3: If if they did it year after year after year, Hmm. which maybe they have, I don't know. Maybe, but come on.
2: Okay. Uh, Last question. The Leafs have 50 points right now. Uh, They've played 57 games. How many (laughs) points do they finish the year with?
3: Can you look something up for me? Sure. How many points did Buffalo finish with last year? I need to I need to know this. This is vital. How many points do they finish with? All right, they got about 25 games left. I think it might be exactly 25 games left.
2: The Sabres finished with 54 points. Ooh. Yo, whoa. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. How
3: bad oh, the Leafs wow. are this year. And this is why I kind of went at Mike Harrington yesterday on Twitter, oh, that goodness. Buffalo Rider.
1: Oh. T-
3: getting all indignant about his
1: <sighs> About the Leafs tanking? About the team
3: he cheers for? Um Look at how bad the Leafs are this year. <laughs> <laughs> They're already four points away from last
1: year's Sabers. No, 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 four points ahead.
2: No, Leafs, no. Leafs have fifty. Oh, wait, I thought they
1: fifty-seven. Sorry, my bad, my bad.
2: Fifty-seven games played. Oh, okay.
1: Come on, like that team was shocking. And I'm not even I'm not really saying the Leafs aren't. And they traded at they traded the goaltender at the deadline. Again, I think that Michael Neuwirth trade was the dumbest trade in they, Buffalo Sabres history. They
3: tanked on top of tanking. Yeah. Like they They're, downgraded
1: and then traded the downgrades. Like we are like, not tanking enough here. <laughs> <laughs> like and we're yeah. we're tanking for a twenty percent shot at McDavid. And they did like, it from the get go. They
3: did it from game one of the season. Arguably so did the Leafs. Arguably, but for God's sake, at least they were competitive for a while. Like uh, up until JVR got hurt, they were right in the playoff mix. They were closer to a playoff spot then than Phoenix's. Shh, damn it. Arizona. <laughs> ah, I almost Phoenix caught draw. myself. I almost caught myself.
1: Maybe I should put a dollar in too.
3: <laughs> damn. Uh, they were closer with JVR in the lineup to a playoff spot than Arizona currently is now. You know what I mean? Like at least they've been competitive most of the year, and you can blame some of it on bad tank. Well, no, okay, no, no, take that out, take that out, take that out. The the you cannot compare this Leafs year to last year's Sabers atrocity.
1: What did it, what? Just for context, what did Harrington say that made you talk to him?
3: Uh, let me look it up. I don't know. He's just I don't know. I I just you know what with me at, at very least you know what you're getting. I'm an admitted fan like I just don't like when a when a writer in that kind of and position Harrington
1: is very obvious. When at Babcock in the in the press he was one of the guys who was like you drown babies, right? What's it like to drown babies? When
3: at Babcock. What are you talking about, Adam? <laughs> he didn't go at Babcock. He was asking the hard questions.
1: Oh, I'm sure he By was. By the way,
3: every This is this is a tip for all you kids out there. Anyone who says that anyone who brags about themselves asking the tough questions is so very worth ignoring, <laughs> they mm. don't ask the hard questions.
2: Yeah. They like to think they do. Gives a shit. I have it up here if you want to.
3: Oh, thank you. You found it?
2: Yeah. Um, Steve, you tweet a lot. I
3: do. I'm sorry.
2: Well, <laughs> to find it's also out. been a pretty exciting week. <laughs> you are right.
3: I had the Canucks to make fun of. Um, Mike Harrington said, Sabres tanked. We all know it and called it out. Leaf's gonna go full artillery and I sense media attaboys coming to Lulam. Absurd. What?
1: First off. First of all. <laughs> he, does it, is this, this guy, that's a writer. That's a, <laughs> Okay, what was he doing with Tim Murray then? Was he not saying the same thing? Were the Leafs not going into this? You're saying the same damn thing? Like, what? <sighs> are you in your mind? And I said, did you hear yourself
3: at the Babcock Presser? So what did he say back? Uh yeah, it's called asking tough questions. It's what I'm paid to do. Guess you don't hear too many up there. Now. Now. <laughs> oh. Damn Harrington back at it again with the sick chirps.
0: Damn, damn. Harrington.
3: Damn. Sassy man. Sassy. Well, damn Daniel. Uh, look, uh, part, of, part of it... Well, look, he
1: does have a point. The Leafs are kind of doing what the Sabres did last year. But did they not admit that? Did no. Shanahan not come out and explicitly say, and Babcock explicitly say, there's some painful years ahead? Did the Sabres not? Yeah, What's wrong? but I don't understand what the difference is. I think what why, why annoyed is me the he, most... Why is he trying to point us out? What annoyed when, me the most is,
3: yeah, he got indignant about it and tried to make it a Toronto-Buffalo thing. And anytime anyone tries to act like their city and their writers are better than another city. You're just a you're a fan. You're a fan. That's mm-hmm. all you are. Yeah. You're a fan with credentials. Congrats. <laughs> when you're, you're a basement a, blogger.
1: When you're a Jet, you're a Jet all, all the way. way. Like really? What was it? Me and my writing crew are tougher. Tougher and meaner than you and your writing crew. Like, okay. I look. Okay. I I, I, I don't want
3: to go on. I I don't want to take this route. I don't. But I'm going to. This is Toronto.
1: When you're talking about hockey, this is the show, kid. (laughs) It is. That's it. That's the name of this show, (laughs) by the way. This is the show, kid. Steve Dangle Podcast, we're wrapping it up for today. Steve has to go to work. Uh, What about the... You gotta Uh, answer the question first.
2: Oh, Um, uh... (laughs) What was the question? 25 games left, 50 points. How many do the Leafs have at the end of the year?
3: To the point we just made, they got four points to go. Can they make...
1: (laughs) They might not. I think they're lucky if they make 60. Ooh.
3: You don't think they're going to get 10 points over the next 25 games?
1: I think it's going to be really tough. So what's your number?
2: My number is 60. 60? All right. 67.
0: (laughs) Follow the guys on Twitter at Steve underscore Dangle at Adam Wylde. The Steve Dangle Podcast. Brought to you by Panago Pizza. Order at Panago.com and stuff your face with deliciousness.